Thanks for joining us on another episode of the Always Pressing PGA DFS Podcast. Before we get started with your BMW Championship Preview, got a couple of promotions to tell you about. One is Draft.com. It is a great way to play fantasy sports. You can look in your app store under Draft or go online at Draft.com and play snake-style draft just the way you like it. If you like NFL Best Balls, one of the best platforms to do it in as the NFL season gets started this week. But they have golf, they have baseball, they have them all, and it is an absolute blast. Go check it out. Use promo code SD Sports when you check out, and you'll get entry into a free $3 tournament of your choice. So go check them out. Draft.com, draft in your app store, promo code SD Sports. Also, go check out our friends over at FanshareSports.com. It is a great, great site. Keeps growing and growing. We've been with them from almost the beginning. Um, they have a, now have a lineup optimizer for the uh, PGA. They have amazing projections, uh, ownership projections, the work, some of the best in the business. And they also have a great NFL package they have put together. Go grab the early bird special. Tell them the always pressing PGA DFS podcast sent you, and you'll love it. Absolutely great. So NFL, PGA, FanshareSports.com, a lot of great stuff there. Now, welcome to this week's edition of the Always Pressing PGA DFS Podcast, previewing the BMW Championship. Lay. Sir. Yeah. Yeah. Kane is in the building. Yeah. Alright, already the show goes on all night. And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Always Pressing PGA DFS Podcast. This week, we will be previewing the third leg of the FedEx Cup Championship, the BMW Championship. And in order to do so, myself and my usual co-host will join me. Jesse, how are we doing, man? Doing well, dude. Uh, but uh, can you can you feel it? It's football season. Could you tell this morning? I can tell, man. You know, like the leaves change or the wind or something. They say something changes in the air for football season. I don't know. Uh, I think, but yes, it's, it's that. But also, DraftKings forgets that forgets that there's golf still. Yes, yes. That that was the big one when you, when you texted me that this morning. I started laughing. Like, what the heck are you talking about? But typical DraftKings are just that lazy and yeah. stupid to figure out. It's, it's weird. It just goes to show you actually how much of a computer system they are and how much common sense they don't use because it's all computers. Right. I guess. I mean, that's the only thing I can think of. I mean, for those of you who don't know, basically they took the list of the top 70 from last week because uh, that's what was currently in the field at the BMW this week on the PGA website or something, and they put that in. So there was six players who moved in and – they didn't have them in. They had six guys who weren't who weren't weren't supposed to be in there. In there, so they finally corrected it. Um, but you will notice that there are six players on the list that have a big out next to their names. So be sure not to play the guys, obviously, who have an out next to their names. And if you do want to play those guys that have an out, you can slide into my contest, and I'll gladly play <laughs> you this week. Yeah. But uh, the sad part is when one of the ones with the outs by it's good old Stugo Stugo. Yeah, down. I know. Didn't really come through in the last couple of weeks. Kind of, kind of rough for the big man. But go, go rest up, Stu. Go work on that hat tan, and we'll see you in a little bit. Um, interesting tournament this week. But before we get there, let's recap quickly the Dell Technology Championships. AKA Bryson is straight white hot right now. I know you're busy golfing this weekend. Did you catch any of it? I watched very little. Um, I did. Follow, you know, followed it on my. 
PJ Tour at, but uh, yeah, his uh, he shot what sixty three again, I think, on Saturday. Yeah, sixty three to catapult himself back into contention, and then was in the final group uh, with uh, answer. Not surprisingly, shot two over on Saturday or Sunday, or I guess it was Monday now. Um, and yeah, took it down, man. I mean, I don't even know what to say about him. It's damn impressive for the fact we've talked how many times throughout the heck year and a half to plus that we've been recording this show, how hard it is to win back to back weeks on the tour, right. let alone just let alone just twice a year on the tour. He's now won three times this year and four times in fourteen months. Yeah, it's it's pretty impressive. His he's like a really super streaky golfer, obviously, but when that putter gets going, um, you know, that's obviously a, a major f- boost for any professional golfer, but for him in particular. I mean, he's gained almost 12 shots over the last two weeks putting alone. So yeah, he's impressive, man. I mean, I don't even know what to say about it. Cause I did, I did not expect him to be back into contention this week, but let me ask you, you are. mentioned You mentioned his putter real quick. And we kind of talked about putters last week or the week before. And I find it silly how often these guys change putters and it's already out. The tiger's going back to a Scotty Cameron this week. That's all over the place, but we've seen it with all these guys. They change putters all the time. You play a lot more in, you know, tight golf, big time golf than I do. Why do they want to change it so often? I, I just don't get it to me. I, I don't either. It doesn't make any sense to me because I don't have a, like a contract where I can just change a putter anytime I want to. So anytime I, I want to change a putter, it's got to be, you know, I have to go buy it and spend three or $400. So, I mean, I, I roll a, a tailor made, but it, one way or the other, it's just a feel thing. And, and it's also mental. Cause that, you know, you know, just well as I do, anybody who plays golf putting is, the most mental aspect of the game because it's the simplest. You're not moving the club very much. Um, it's all about just being right in your mind. Um, and one of the things that I tell myself as I'm putting right before I, I actually make a putting stroke is just to simply trust my myself and my feel um, because that's all it is, is this feel. So it's just, I guess, trying to get the feel back. Um, as far as Tiger goes, I, you know, I, I don't know because he's, I mean, he's using similar putters, but, uh, the going back to the Scotty Cameron, I, you know, it didn't work earlier, so we'll see. It doesn't make much sense to me, but it's just something I like to keep watching because it seems it's every week, and it's not just Tiger. He's just obviously the one people talk about the most. It's just right. it's all overlays. Rory does it a lot. Uh, we, DJ does it a ton. There's a lot of these guys that do it. And just I, I just don't get it. Uh, you know, like you said, a lot of it's just kind of mental, and it's a comfort thing to me. And to me, you got to keep using the same club to get comfortable with it, but. Maybe there's uh, some pros out there that might get bored and listen to the show for some reason that can tell us about it. That'd be much appreciated because I am I'm thoroughly I've ne- I don't remember it ever being this bad in a season where it's like every week is a, it's a change but to change deal. So yeah, very odd to me. But uh, you know, other things over the weekend that was pretty interesting. And, and the Monday finish sucked. I hated no golf on Thursday, but it is what it is. Uh, the Bryson thing, you know, going low on I guess Sunday now with Tiger was pretty impressive. I thought Rose coming out firing on Friday was great because there's so many people that thought Rose was broken, but they just can't read stats. That one made me laugh quite a bit. Um, and we talked about it on the show. He just couldn't putt last week. That's all it was. Everything else was fine. Yeah. And then there's some other, other normal phases. Finau does it again. Your boy Hideki came back. Any other takeaways from the week? Yeah, Finau, another top 10. I mean, it, we'll talk about him more probably in just a second, but uh, Hideki is just absolutely striping the ball right now. And he finally got the putter to go like 
really red hot. He was totally unconscious first 11 holes on Monday, his final round. He was seven under through 11 um, and then bogeyed a couple and then made another birdie coming in. But he was just completely like I texted somebody to to, to see if they knew if he drank a fifth because he was completely blacked out. Um, I mean, just <laughs> insane. So, uh, but besides him, you know, DJ played another terrible third round, uh, to, to basically take himself out of contention, came back with the 64 on in the final round Monday. Um, so that was interesting, but you know, Phil shoot 63. I mean, he was, he was on point on Monday. Um, so I thought that was interesting, especially with what we'll talk about here. It's probably a good segue to talk about the, the writers, the writer cups fix that just came out. Yeah, definitely. The Ryder Cup just came out right before we started recording. Uh, Furyk named three of his captain's picks. Tiger, Phil, and Bryson kind of three of the four everyone's been kind of picking on and, and figured that's who it would be. And Bryson, if, if Bryson didn't get in after winning again, that would have just been ridiculous. So that was kind of a, a given, those three. Um, you can kind of debate Tiger and Phil all you want. The, there's the experience factor. There's this, that, or the other. They were going to get in. So that was kind of an obvious deal. The fourth spot's still up for grab, Jesse. And, you know, females a we're big fans of Fino, and like you said, another top ten. He keeps us getting it done time and time again. Um, I think he's a great option. Patrick Cantley's name's out there quite a bit. There's a lot of options where they can't go wrong. I wish they could take like a Bubba Watson out or something like that and put some more guys in. That's not how the system works. If you had to look at a fourth, where are you going with this one? Yeah, I mean, it's just Fino for me. Um, I think you got to get some more young blood in there, um, get their feet wet, uh, and and – you know, see how they actually perform in that kind of stage. Um, cause it's totally different than, you know, being on the PGA tour. It's, it's a totally di- different atmosphere. I don't know if, um, if you've listened to it, but no laying up did a really good podcast on, uh, the Ryder cup from 99. I haven't finished it yet, but I think they went through like 2011. Um, and it was, if you go back and listen to that, it was a really, really good podcast. They have, they have two up. They have two of them. They broke it up into like I think it's like fifteen year segments or something. So yeah, yeah. like I know we, we talk about them a lot on this show, but those guys do. We're kind of more jealous than anything of the job they get. Oh to do. god, they're they're <laughs> awesome. They get to go play all the great courses, That's go cover all the golf. They get yeah. to just sit and talk about golf. It's like if I could do that for golf or baseball, I'd probably be the happiest man alive. Yeah. But um, <laughs> they they haven't made it, and the thing is, they do a great job at it. Like their stuff is awesome to listen to. Um, there's rarely an episode that I don't just go, okay, I have to listen to it once in a while. I'll, I'll put it on the back burner and still end up listening to it. But most of them, the day it drops, I'm listening and they put great stuff out there. So, and then you mentioned, uh, is it the something draw or whatever? Mention that tiger Trap thing draw. you showed. That thing was amazing. Absolutely yeah, amazing. So that's, that's, that's the no laying up guys. And if you haven't listened to the, the no laying, uh, the, it's the trap draw podcast. It's episode 16. They just go through tigers basically at, from the time he wrecked his vehicle, uh, through present day, and it's it is a great twice, yeah. But going back to the no laying up deal, I mean, you know, with the atmosphere, they were talking about people, you know, wives getting heckled, you know, oh, yeah. people trying to get tripped up and stuff. I mean, it's 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 a wild, raucous atmosphere. Um, I think I think Tony would be totally fine in that atmosphere. Uh, I don't think much, if anything, affects him. Um, you know, I, I just, you know, I just really like to see him playing as well. So we'll see. I think, you know, other guys in consideration, maybe like Kisner would be um, there, Xander. Um, but for me, you know, if I'm the one doing it, I, it, I, I don't know about Cantley. I just, uh, I, I don't, I also don't want to watch Cantley step over putts for 30 minutes. 
do his little feet thing, um, especially in that atmosphere. I mean, I think he would just get so. Anyway, it's could Tony you, for me. It's Tony for me too. But could you imagine Bryson and Cantley being teamed up together? Bryson's always on the clock as it is. You put those two together. My they God, were, they were talking about on Golf Channel about them pairing up uh, Tiger and Bryson. And Bryson yeah, um, which if you go, uh, you know, it, that's they were talking about like you know, you know, they're both similar i guess in their approach to the game being so analytical or whatever but you go back to that no laying up podcast they were talking about how they put phil and tiger together and they didn't mesh well because they were both playing two totally different balls and that's one thing you gotta really consider is type of ball dudes playing um also type of game guys plays you know so i mean that's why furic is a really important factor well, that's why they say like it's it's personalities too. It's not even just the game. Like the last Ryder Cups, they pulled up, they paired up Phil and Kisner, and everyone like, "What are you guys t- doing that for?" And you watch them play out there; they got handshakes and they're talking trash to each other. Yeah. And and look how well he played. Like they crushed it out there. There's there's a lot to be said of be- getting these guys in their comfort zone and not just pairing like one versus two stuff like that. Um, I saw a headline over the weekend. We can move on from the Ryder Cup here pretty soon unless you have some more. But um, Brooks and DJ look like a likely pairing which to me is just like, wow, I, King Kong and Godzilla together. But um, they, one of the reporters asked DJ, what do you think it would be like uh, if, if they paired you two up together? And he says, pray for Europe. <laughs> yeah, I, think um, I think that has to happen at least one at least, at one least match. One. The Bash brothers have to play together. I mean, at least can you once. imagine? Oh, like, I'd be glued to my TV just watching that bomb show. I can't like, wait for the Ryder Cup. It's going to be the best, and yes. and it's going to be in the middle of the night, and I think I'll have to be awake for it, and we're definitely going to do a podcast on the Ryder Cup. That's for damn sure. The but, good news um, about it, though, is it's not going to interfere that much with, with football. So oh, like, no. you know, a couple no. couple years ago, obviously, when I was in the States, it was during the day, so you had to basically choose one or the other. and So, yeah, it's going to be a blast, dude. I can't wait. Yep, it's going to be awesome. But until then, we have two more FedEx Cup events. We have a week off next week, but this week we have – the final 70, technically 69, playing this week as Daniel Berger is out. He cannot advance. He is done. So we have 69 golfers this week. Makes for a nice Sunday finish. Um, Going to be an interesting one. We'll cut it down to 35, I believe, or 30, 30. for next 30, 30 for next 30. week. Um, no cut this weekend, as expected. So why don't you give us a little past event history of the BMW Championship? Yeah, so it used to be called the Western Open, um, which was played for 119 years, and beginning in 19, 1899. So, anyways, it's been around for a long time. The BMW Championship itself has moved around um, quite a bit, and this year they're playing it at. You know, I'm going to butcher this. I can't wait, I can't wait, to, I can't wait to hear this. Aronimink. It's not Is that bad. Right? I can't say it. I got it's like Aronimink, Aronimink, Aronimink. It's yeah. It's, it's no offense to the people. It's just a yeah. Um, that's that's a odd name. So it's in Pennsylvania. <laughs> um, they have never played this golf tournament at this golf course. Now, the golf course itself has hosted some things in the past, um, but this particular tournament has has never been hosted here. So last year they played it at Conway Farms. So you basically just go ahead and throw out course history for the most part. I mean, like I said, there's some, um, and yeah, I'm sure you'll talk about it when you talk about the actual course, but the designer is kind of what I would look at more than anything else. But either way, last year, different golf course, Mark Leishman. 2016, uh, Dustin Johnson was a champion. Uh, again, another golf course, Crooked Stick. 
Jason Day, Billy Horschel, Zach Johnson, Rory, Justin Rose. I mean, there's a lot of big names that have won here. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, when you talk about the golf course, I'm sure you'll talk about it, but it's, uh, it's basically we have no course history this week. Yeah, we don't know much at all. Like you said, it's Aronimink golf course. Yeah, I, and I, I've heard it every different way possible. In <laughs> Newton Square, Pennsylvania, it is a Donald Ross design. We've seen a few of those lately, especially on these East Coast kind of later in the season deals. And uh, when I describe this course, it's going to sound like a lot of previous weeks where accuracy is key, long irons are key. We're going to see a lot of similarities here. Um, there has not been a PGA Tour event here since 2011. Uh, like you mentioned, they did 2010, 2011, 2010, Justin Rose won here, 2011, Patrick Cantley won here, but they've done even another redesign since then. They've added over 100 bunkers since then, so there's like around 200, 175 to 200 bunkers on the course uh, throughout the fairways and around the greens, so they'll make it very, very challenging. It's a par 70. I've seen around 7,250 yards. It depends on which card they're using. That's the one I saw most recently, 7,250 a lot of dog legs, um, a lot of high, heavy, rough. So, again, accuracy, accuracy, accuracy. The interesting part here will be, and we can kind of tie in the weather with this, and if, you, if there's more weather, you can add it at the end. Um, there's chances of rain like Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. So if it rains, it'll soften this course up. They've shown in tournaments and past. When it rains, the bombers can be way aggressive on these dog legs and try to cut corners because it'll just sit in the fairway, and they'll be good to go and wedge it in. But if it's dried and firm – you have to lay up almost and run like a three wood and let it roll out to the spot in the fairway to come in. Otherwise, you'll hit it straight into the trees or into the rough and you'll be in trouble again. Again, that's why it's similar to recent weeks where it's more of a shot maker's course. you got to hit a spot, then you can like iron it in, seven iron or less in or whatever. There's going to be a lot of irons around 150 to 175 out here if the course plays regular. If, again, it plays wedgy, then it'll be different. But um, it, it's, it's a kind of combo of, like I'd say like, Roughly two-thirds of the course plays pretty long, but then a third of the course, there are a lot of short par fours where you can attack stuff and wedge it in. So it's kind of a yin and a yang to your your talents on the course, again, leading to just be shot, be a good shot maker and make it happen. There's four par threes ranging from 175 to 240. There's um, 12 par fours. I believe there's four or five over 450 yards. So that's where you kind of have to really make your shots. And there's two par fives. Um, one, you can definitely get to and two. The other is very, very difficult, again, depending on the weather. So the the one par five, there should be a lot of scoring on that one. You have to take advantage of that. Again, no cut this week, so you can watch guys really take advantage of some of these and be a little more aggressive if they want to and make things happen. Um, the greens are bent grass greens, heavy undulation on these greens. Uh, they did expand them a bit in the recent renovations along with the fairways. They widened the fairways. The greens are kind of mainly all uphill when you come approach them with a lot of fall-offs on them. So if you're not hitting your spot, they're going to run off into a, a spot. Justin Rose was saying you have to have really, really good short game. Like you either have to miss short on the right spot to chip it up and run it up, or if you miss in the wrong spot, you better be able to get up and down, and it'll be very challenging. So all in all, shot makers, long iron players, uh, Kyle Stanley's a guy that just came straight to mind when I think of stuff like that. And we'll get to the players here in a minute. But uh, that is, it's very similar to what we've been seeing. And the last note is they're making it kind of challenging, uh, championship-style course, because it will host the 2027 PGA Championship. So 
We will be back here in 2027. I don't know what else is scheduled between then, but uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll be rather. Yeah, that's what I figured when they tell me that. Like, what about the rest of the BMWs? But <laughs> that's what they that's what they wanted to promote. So, like, more power to you. But um, they're I'm making it tough. Next year, this will be at Medina. So, I wonder why they keep moving this. I know they're moving they're moving the FedEx around last year, but I wonder why in years past they moved the BMW around. I don't know. I mean, it was basically two golf courses previously. So, I mean, two or three, I guess. But yeah. I don't know. I wish they would just stick with the golf course. I, yeah, I love to see so much easier. course history and stuff. So nice. Um, anything else on the weather that I missed? That guy like said there's chances of rain Thursday, Friday, Saturday. It looks like. Nah, I, I don't know of anything. Um, I you know I live in Kentucky and I did hear some rumblings about that. Uh, there's a, a system in the Gulf right now that's a tropical storm that might be rolling through here. So if it comes through here, typically that stuff moves through Pennsylvania. So. I mean, that was supposed to be on the weekend, so that could be later on. I don't know, but something definitely to nice. keep an eye uh, on. What are some of the key stats you're looking at this week? Uh, shots gained tee to green, um, proximity, greens and regulation, um, shots gained around the green like you were just talking about. Um, and these par threes are very long, so mm-hmm. I've got a small little bit on on par threes over 225. Yeah, I think it's two of them, or 225, and if you – three of them like a 215 or more. So yeah, definitely got a long iron accuracy in there because of the way the greens are made, those can turn into bogeys real quick. Right. Nasty. So yeah, it's, uh, you know, accuracy off the tee. Obviously it could change at the weather. If the weather does, if they're showing a lot of rain, you know, the females, the DJs, all those bombers that it's going to get real interesting out there. But if if the course plays regular everywhere, I read um, Josh Colt does a great job with, um, interview past interviews with players that have played there. And then PGA has got a bunch on their site and um, reading up on these guys saying uh, how they can run things out and whatnot. It, it'll be very, very interesting to see how the course plays two completely different courses. Um, if, if it's firm, you're looking at maybe a low, like 11, 12 under if it's uh, if it's wet and just, you can bombs away, you can be mid to high teens. So two completely different courses out there. Um, with that all being said, real quick before we get to the DraftKings action, I just want to do a little bit of fan share. Obviously, um, the, the recent tournaments aren't going to factor in with a different course. I'm not going to get into that. I just want, to me, how I said a lot of the, this course correlates with recent courses, I want to go over pa- uh, recent form, basically. Last three events, last six events for players in this field, average DraftKings points. And there's a couple names you would definitely expect in a couple that might help you in the lower price range. If you're looking at the last three events, Brooks leads the way. He's averaging almost 104 DraftKings points in his last three events. That's no shocker to anyone. But our boy Tony Fina is second. Hideki's third. We just talked about both of them. Uh, CT Pan's fourth, and he's sub-7K this week. So the, the crazy part, when you've won two events in a row, out of the last three events, he, he, I think he what, withdrew or missed the cut, the one before that, because he's averaging 92.5. Bryson DeChambeau is fifth in points, and he's won two in a row. It's crazy to me. Yeah, he, um, he missed he missed the cut at the I think it was the PGA Championship, right? That's right, that's right. So that's nuts. But uh, Cam Smith is sixth, DJ seventh, JT eighth, Webb ninth, and RCB tenth. So a lot of guys there that can really help you in the lower price range. Now the fun one where you kind of get the you know the cream usually rises to the tops is the last six events, and we'll take a quick look at that for you. And when you look at average drafting score in the last six events, Dustin Johnson leads the way. Then you got Molinari who took last week off, which I think is going to be a really good thing for him. We shall see. He's just a half a point behind DJ. 
Um, Females third, CT Pan fourth, Fleetwood fifth, Brooks sixth, JT seventh. Tiger is still eighth, even though he's kind of stumbled around. He's still getting it done. Cantley's ninth, and Webb Simpson's tenth. So half that last six is also on the last three, which the reason why I do that tells you who's really got the the long-term form coming into play with recent form as well. So just a little bit to take a look at as we can't really go back too far, as we've been saying. With all that being said, let's get into your DraftKings picks for the week. Again, no cuts, so you can be a little aggressive and play the game. You got two, four, six guys over $10,000 this week. DJ at 11.6, Rose at 11.2, JT at 10.7, Kopka at 10.5, Rory at 10.3, and Bryson at $10,000. Jesse, you can literally play, make an argument for every single guy up here. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, like, you know. <laughs> who are you looking at? <laughs> it, it is what it is. It's, uh, you know, pick your poison here. Um, Dustin Johnson, obviously. I, like, I do like Justin Thomas this week because he is a pretty good – long iron player and he's gained a lot of strokes tee to green recently. Um, so if the putter gets going for him, then, um, then he could be right there. Brooks, same thing. Uh, very good tee to green putter gets going. He'll be there. Uh, Rory's probably the GPP play here. Um, not really hitting it that well tee to green recently. Um, but his short game is, is pretty good as far as around the green. Um, and, so I think he's playable. Bryson's the interesting guy. So obviously um, a giant price hike, the most expensive I'm sure he's ever been. I don't remember him being this this high. Well, it may be maybe in some smaller field or something along the way, but uh, definitely not in the field that is this uh, uh, strong. So he's, you know, I mean, so now you've got the, the narrative street. Can he win three in a row? Because, I mean, he's almost got to at 10,000, right? Yep. He and is absolutely. Recent weeks we talked about how cheap he was. Now he's he's earned yeah. the price tag now. Right, right, right. <laughs> I mean, at ten thousand, he doesn't necessarily have to win. Like DJ has to win in order to pay off his price. But Bryson top fives or something, um, which I think is you know entirely possible. But now, will you? Will he kind of take it a little bit easy that he's secured his Ryder Cup spot? You know, is that a huge weight that's been lifted off his shoulders so he doesn't have the drive necessarily as much, and he just kind of, you know. I don't know. Just doesn't focus as much. Um, I think ten million dollars will keep him focused. Oh, I, I mean, I, I agree, but this is too. <laughs> dude, he he almost can't get past. I mean, he's got a. Uh, how much is he up on? I read somewhere today. Even if he wins this week, he still is not guaranteed first place. Which is fucking stupid. Yeah, but, if you win three of the four events, how do you not finish the first place? <laughs> so he's, just, uh, okay, so he can't get past. He's 2,400 points ahead of Dustin Johnson. Yep. 2,400, and it's 2,000 FedEx Cup points to first year. So he could finish last. DJ could win. He'd still be number one. He's basically secured his number one position. because I, I guess the points get reset next week, right? So stupid lines. Everybody, know. everybody inside the top five has a chance if they win. Anybody inside the top five next, or not next week, to be the week after, but at the tour championship, anybody in the top five, if they win, then they win the, the FedEx Cup. Yeah. So Bryson, basically number one seed. So I guess I mean like I, I don't know if you remember them talking about revamping the whole deal and starting yeah. somebody at ten under. I mean, you really had to start him at like twenty under. For what he's right? done? Oh, hell I mean, yeah. For what he's done? That'd be just wrong. It's pretty crazy. No one's done So, this. Bryson is an interesting GPP play for me. Um, 
I just don't know how the public will treat him. Um, generally speaking, if a guy wins, they back off of him, uh, which obviously he was 12% on last week. Uh, I could see him being in that same neighborhood or less, but um, yeah. So, I mean, if I'm going to rank him up here for me, it's going to be DJ, uh, JT and Brooks. Um, but I mean, Bryson rates out number one of my models. So. Yep. They're all in play. They're all in play. If you really just wanted to wait till tomorrow night and go on fan share and see who's got the lowest ownership, play them. I don't blame you. I I really don't like they're, they're all great plays. Uh, Bryson, I think, could come in the lowest own just for the fact he's won two in a row and that narrative street comes into play. Uh, we were all over Rory as a GPP last week. He finished T12, which not bad. Still, you need to be a little higher than that to uh, yeah. get it done in a field like this. But still, it's typical Rory. Everything looked great except the putter inconsistencies. It just never failed with Rory. Um, I love Brooks in a field like this, I think, because he, he can play both formats. He can bomb it or he can play that smart style game. But my number one guy, like you said, is JT. I absolutely love Justin Thomas this week. Um, he seems to kind of get the most disrespect out of all this group when it comes to ownership week in and week yeah. out. He just doesn't get it. And people forget he was the champion last year, FedEx Cup champion. And he's played well in these fields. Um, he won four events ago. He, he's, he's a beast. Outside of his T24 last week, he had a T8, T6, and T1 prior to that. He's very, very good, and this fits him. Like you said, his long iron play, if it turns into bombers, he can obviously bomb it with them. Um, The short game can be an issue at times, and I agree with you there, but in a field with no cuts and he can be aggressive with that mentality, he could torch a field like this if he hits it just right. Um, I absolutely love JT in this event, and I think I'm going to be locking the load. I'm not going to go heavy this week. We were talking before the pod. When formats like this, it's such a crapshoot. I just kind of put a a long shot out there and see what happens, but uh, I love JT this week. Let's go to the 9K range where we got our boy, or you got your boy, Hideki Matsuyama. Then we got our boy, Tony Finau. Jordan Spieth, Jason Day, Tiger Woods, and Ricky Fowler is back this week. So an interesting spot here in the 9K range. What are some of the guys you're targeting? Yeah, Hideki and Finau for sure. Um, I actually like starting a team with just those two, stacking those two up, and then going from there. The other interesting play here is Ricky. Obviously, um, coming off the injury, but he's – um, he's saying he's rested and he's ready to go. Um, and that he's whatever, he's had an oblique injury or whatever. So he's saying that that's healed up. Um, so most people I would think would fade him injury, yada, yada, yada. I don't know. Um, but that price is, is pretty decent for him. Um, and so I would take some chances with Ricky at 9,000, um, Again, everybody else in this range, you can definitely play. I mean, it's like, you know, it's it's like pick your poison again. Day and Speeth would be my kind of two, like bottom two, but Tiger's definitely playable again, I think. Yeah, I, I like your Matsuyama points. He is just, just lacing it right now. But Finau's my guy. He should be chalky in this range if people are coming up here. I absolutely love him, though. Um, again, no-cut event. He can torch the field. He's a DraftKings scoring machine as it is. Oh, yeah. And now you, now you just let him do his thing. He, he finished again. I think he was over 90 points again this past week. He just keeps just racking up the points out there. There's a lot of those ugly holes, and they'll get him back for you. So I love Fino at 95. And the other guy I'm looking at is Ricky for the fact I don't think people will play him. And it could be rightfully so. Oblique injuries are nasty. The only way that thing heals is by not using it. So he might not have played golf for like two to three weeks. We don't know. He And sometimes it takes longer, at least in baseball, to heal an oblique like that. I've never really heard many situations in golf. 
So we'll have to see how this goes. Um, It it is a wild card because literally it could take one swing on like the sixth hole and boom, there it goes again. Um, It's kind of like a bad back, but with their whole torque of your golf swing. So it'll be interesting to see, but his ownership I think will be extremely, extremely low. I think people are going to want to go to the big cat right there at 92. But I'll be going all female all the time at 95. That's the guy I want in this price range. Going into the 8K range, you got John Rahm, Molinari, Scott, Fleetwood. Everybody's talking about him again this week. Can't lay. Mickelson, RCB, Patty Reed, Webb Simpson, Paul Casey, and Billy Ho, who let us all down last week. Uh, a couple of guys I'm looking at, I'm going back to Molinari. You're talking long iron play. You're talking accuracy, even good around the green. Molinari hits all of those boxes. I think the week off health. We talked a while back how he should, you would think he's going to be burned out here sooner or later. And it might have finally caught up to him that week. Maybe not. Maybe there's something else wrong we don't know about. But I think that week off is going to do him very, very well. So I like Molinari at 8800 bucks. Uh, Fleetwood at 86. He's always in play for me. He's a guy that can get red hot. And um, we've talked about recent weeks. You know, he has that inconsistent round. Well, that won't affect you this week as much as it normally would. So Fleetwood at 86, I like. Can't lead 85. I respect the game. If you want to go there, you can. He is going to be chalkier than chalk itself. Like, he's going to give you calcium deposits in your stomach if you eat that shock. It's going to be ridiculous. Um, and then RCB, we saw him come to form uh, last week. We've said it time and time again. People just don't respect him enough because he usually plays in Europe. He doesn't play in these big fields, and he gets way overlooked. So I love RCB at 83. This 8K range, as you'd expect in a field like this, should be loaded. If I just had to pick a couple, it'd be RCB, Fleetwood, and Molly. would be the three I'd really look to target here. Uh, what are you looking in the 8K range? Yeah, uh, definitely those guys are playable. Adam Scott is also playable, in my opinion. Um, he He's really good with long irons, and so these par threes he should he should be okay on. Uh, obviously figured it out on the, with the putting, and he's fifth in the uh, – he's fifth in uh, DK points gained over the last 12 weeks. Uh, Cantlay is okay. I'm not a huge fan. Rafa's playable. Um I think Paul Casey is most definitely playable at 8,000. He's just kind of like, I don't know, it's like blowing along, like not really doing anything special at all. He did finish 21st last week, but I thought he was, I think you tweeted about it. He thought that he was actually going to play well, and then he just kind of fell off. Funny story about Billy Horschel. So um, I had to watch Joel Dahman uh, play like trash all, all morning, uh, Friday morning. So Thursday afternoon comes around. Friday, Thursday, Friday, Friday afternoon, first round. Horschel, terrible. First, I think he shot forty on the front. And here's the thing about Golf Channel: if you have a bad golfer, and they show him, it's either because he made a hole in one, <laughs> or he's withdrawing. Right. So they show yeah. Billy on some par four. I was like, oh shit. They show him, oh Billy Horschel, he's teeing it up over here on this par four. I'm like, oh, this is not good. He hits it, about whiffs it. Um, I don't know where the ball went, never saw it. And then he, he said he was sick. And next thing you know, they're showing him driving away in a cart. So that was great. <laughs> so most people will remember that, that he WD'd. He was playing very, very well before that. Maybe he was legitimately sick. I don't know. I mean, that's like, I, I would think that he would be in order to withdraw from that because he's been playing really, really, really well. So I don't know what happened there. Bad fish, something. I'm playing Billy Horschel again this week. Um, I'll be all over him. He's seventh in my in my short short term model here, but um, I, I I think you can get him at way reduced ownership. I mean, last week he was what was he? He was probably yeah. I mean, he wasn't that 
chalky last week, 8%, 6%. Um, so I, I think it'll be even less this week. So I'm going back. Yeah, and you'd have to imagine he's really sick because before that T3, T11, T35. Playing really well. He withdraws, and he's still 15th in the FedEx Cup. You'd think he'd want to grind that out and try to get top 10 coming into the week here. So, yeah, he didn't just withdraw because it wasn't his day, basically. So I, I like that take quite a bit. Let's go into the 7K range. We'll do the, all the 7K because it's not nearly as bad as usual. You got Leishman, Cam Smith, Woodland, Sneds, Xander, Tyrell, I get my putter from the golf store, Hatton, <laughs> Bubba Watson, Stenson down to 76, Stanley talked about him earlier, Usti, Grillo, Norin, Kisner, Bradley, F.U., Kevin Na, um, Zach Johnson, Benny On, Ian Poulter, Hadwin, Wise, List, and that is it. So you had about 20 guys down here, not nearly what it usually is. Uh, give me a couple, a handful of guys you're looking at here in the 7K range. Yeah, the I mean, there's there's plenty to play here. I think Woodland and Cam Smith are playable. Tyrell Hatton's interesting. I mean, he's like one of the most streaky players on tour. He's also one of the most like insane players I think on tour. He's like a he's very similar, but probably more boisterous really than Bubba. Um, so he's obviously playing well here. He's coming off a twelfth and a twentieth and a tenth. So I mean. Uh, I, I think he's playable. Stanley, definitely playable. Grillo, I like quite a bit this week. Um, you know, Kisner's interesting from the perspective of, you know, if he plays well this week, will he get the nod from uh, Furyk for the, the last spot? So at 7,300, I, I would take some chances with him or at least a chance or two. And then uh, moving on down, I think Wise He's hitting a lot of greens here recently, um, playing pretty well tee to green. So at 7,000, I, I, I do like him. Yeah, definitely a lot to like here. Cam Smith, I like a lot. Back-to-back third-place finishes. Um, he, he's swinging it well. Uh, I like him quite a bit. Tyrell Hatton, I do like. You know, T12, T20, T10, T28 in his last four. Um, I'm, not, I'm not sure if you saw his shot. He basically hits one, and it yes. spins around the flagpole, the flagstick, and then comes back out somehow. That was mind blowing. It was Insane. like it was it was doing a burnout on the lip. Yeah, the ball that was nuts. That's really good camera work. <laughs> yeah, that's standing. So Smith Hatton, uh, I think Stenson's interesting at this price point because he's a guy that can compete with anybody out here. I agree. He's with just it. he's just been kind of messy, but at seventy six, could be low ownership and could be that cheapy that gets you up the ladder. So especially if it is going to be one of those, we have to make your shots. So he's coming off the tee with a three wood. I think Stenson could be real interesting in here at seventy six hundred. Um, I love Kyle Stanley at 75, and he's coming in in really good form. T12, T28, sure he missed a cut, and then a second. But, you know, for Kyle Stanley, I'll take that one missed cut out of those four because he's, he's been um, throwing darts out there lately. It's been the putter that's been the mess for him. So Stanley at 75, and then Hadwin at 7K if you need to go down there. I think i just go all the way down to the sixes if I need to. But he's coming in T21, T11 in his last two, um, playing well. I just don't know if he has enough to get all the way there. So that's why I might go drop down with some guys in the 6K range. But mainly Cam Smith, Tyrell Hatton, Stenson, and Stanley are kind of the guys I'm looking at in this 7K range, which um, as every other spot here, a lot of good golfers because you're at the best 70 in the world, 69 in the world. All right, with that being said, Jesse, we go into the 6K range, and there's a boatload of them. I apologize to all the ones listening, but I'm not going to read your name off. Um, who you got down here in the 6K range? 
Yeah, and this is uh, there's definitely plenty of playable guys down here. I think CT Pan is going to be chalky coming off the fourth place finish. All four rounds last week were in the 60s, just hitting the ball really, really well. TD Green putter was working last week. Um, so he's probably your chalk. You know, if I'm going to pivot off of him, I would look to co crack in a no cut event. Um, you know, if 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 he gets if he gets his T to green T to green game going, then um, you know he could be last week's CT Pan. Uh, and then last but not least for me here, uh, Chaz Reevy. Um, I was on him last week, missed the cut, of course. Uh, so I'm going to go back this week because he was playing pretty well and his proximity numbers were pretty good before that. So um, I, I'll I'll try him again this week. Yeah, two guys I think are really really good players, but are going to be extremely chalky. And they're coming in in great form. You mentioned CT Pan and then Abraham Answer. I think they're both really, really solid form right now. It could be great plays. If you differentiate it elsewhere, I'm all good with it. But if this is where you're trying to be cute, that's going to be your chalk. And that's where, you know, come join us in the Slack chat. We'll help you navigate the field that way. Yeah. But um, I, I think, like you mentioned, Kokrak. I think Charles Howe III, we talk long iron players, plays really, really well with his long irons. Uh, could be interesting there as well. Uh, Kokrak's definitely a great call in a no-cut event. If he's on, he could be sneaky good. Uh, Chris Kirk keeps getting it done for us. Can he win? One of these days he's going to win for us. Maybe it's on the swing season uh, on a smaller field, but he keeps playing well. Another P35. He's been having bad Sundays. It's been unbelievable. His, or his final round, the stupid Monday finish. Final round, he's been having really bad rounds, but he could be interesting. I love Ches Reeby. I think that's a great play. We were all over him early in the year. He did miss the cut last week, but coming in in really good form. Another guy that can fire away with his iron game. And then if you want to get gutsy, if on Wednesday night you see rain is interesting, bombs away Keith Mitchell yeah. gets my attention at 6500 bucks. Because if you're talking accuracy of Keith, Keith, certain rounds, yeah, he can do it. Other rounds, it is the most disgusting display of golf you'll ever watch. It's like going to Miami <laughs> Uni and watching me swing. Um, but if he can bombs away and wedge it in like it's a web.com event, Keith Mitchell could be really interesting at 6500 bucks. At worst, get you like a T25, but all the DraftKings points with the birdies and everything. So I think he's very, very interesting, barring uh, what kind of event we're going to see. With that being said, we've gone through all of the, the field. Let's talk about some of the uh, – we're going to mix it up a bit. Who are your busts for the week? Bust? It's – uh, I'm going to go with uh, Rose. I mean, eleven two. I mean, he obviously could win, but he's got to win to pay that off. So that's what I'll go with. I'm going to go the easy way out. Tiger Woods. <laughs> he's done. Done. Um, okay, who's your punt or punts? Who's your, who's your two guys you like the most under seven k? Uh, Revy and um, and then not just not to be chalky, Kokrak. Yeah, like I, ideally, I'd love to play CT Pan, but I think it's I think too answer, much. like you said, answer and CT Pan are the two I own down here by far. Yeah, they might be the best plays too, but yeah, chalk wise. Outside of that, I like the Reedy call and Keith Mitchell. I think those are two I like. I, I I stuck with Kevin Toy last week for the most part. He did me well. Um, I like that Mitchell and Reedy section there. Let's go down to your core. When you're looking right now, give me a couple guys you look to be building around this week. Yeah, definitely. It's going to be for me, um, Hideki and Fee now. Uh, might be some chalk there, but Billy Horschel as well. Uh, Fee now, Hatton for me for two for sure. 
and I'm trying to decide if I just want to say screw it and uh, to throw JT in that mix as well or get someone down like a Stanley. So JT and Stanley, Hatton, Fino, those are some guys I'm really looking at there to build around. I love uh, that female call for sure and uh, building around that kind of situation. All right. Who do you have winning this thing? Your winner, your 2018 BMW champion uh, is going to be Hideki Matsuyama up top. And if you want me to pick a little bit of a uh, more of a flyer, um, I would say that uh, Billy Horschel comes out of the uh, bathroom and gets it done. I like it. Uh, my one up top is Justin Thomas. I'm definitely going there. And if I'm going a little farther down, I'm going Kyle Stanley. I absolutely love what he's got going on this course. Maybe play him T20 and save some cash. I don't know. But I like Kyle Stanley to contend this week. I can deal with that. All right. We have one tournament to go after this, Jesse. I think we have the week off next week with no yeah. PGA action. I got NFL starting up this week. All kinds of fun stuff going on. Any final words for the listeners? Uh, I, I don't, um, it, it is a good week to not play cash in my opinion. Um, and then also just scale back what you got and play. It's a no cut event. So it's going to be, going to be a lot of ups and downs with this deal. And so it'll be fun, uh, to watch. And obviously two more tournaments in the face cup champions done. And then we've got the Ryder cup and then right back at it in the fall swing, man. Yep. Yep. Uh, just be smart this week. I mean, cash game is pretty much done to the fall swing. It's going to be great golf to watch. Like you said, I can't wait for this fall swing though. Cause I think that's where we have a lot of fun with some of those golfers. Many don't know about. So I really enjoy that, but um, everybody enjoy the week. Enjoy NFL action this week. And don't get stupid there either on the, just cause it's the opening week. Uh, it's a long season, long, <laughs> that, long season. That um, right there. That's, that's it. That's really good because every yeah. year I go hard chasing overlay and it's like the worst week ever because it's the hardest week to predict. So that's yeah. also a good little yeah, tidbit there. Just enjoy it. Sports is fun. Don't go stupid and, and have to want to break stuff at the end of the night just because it's it's one day. There'll be other days to come. But uh, check out Jesse on Twitter at DFS Golf Gods. I am at BDN Trick. The show is at Always Press DFS, and we are at thesportsdgens.com. Uh, join us in the Slack chat with any questions you have. We're always in and out of there. With any questions you have, it's free. Just ask for an invite from any of us, um, and we'll get you in there. Simple as that. And other than that, go give us a rate and review, and we'll catch you guys in two weeks. Uh, but this was the BMW Championship Preview. Catch you guys next time. Show goes on, home, mate, to the morning we dream, so-